you know, bit of a bit of a week. You know, I uh, you know went to the doctor uh, this past. We you know it's it's almost the end of the year, so you should get get your checkup in. Uh, my doctor's a lady doctor too, so um, you know I started to notice like during the checkup, it made me very uncomfortable. Like she started flirting with me, man, and like at one point she was like, "Oh, you're too sweet," you know. So I'm like, "Yeah," you know. So I was you know blushing a little bit, but also feeling uncomfortable. But like, well, I mean, like you're laughing, but like her exact words were like, "You're severely diabetic," but like I think I know what she really meant, you know. Oh, that's okay. I didn't know. Is that like a new Valentine's Day thing? Like, <laughs> you you know are that I too got... sweet. Take your insulin. Did you, <laughs> did you know that I got diabetes? Diabetes for you. Wait. Diabetes of the heart? <laughs> of, um... of, of the pancreas. Not just the pancreas, of the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I should really get that checked. Oh my goodness! I'm so happy to be recording right now because it is welcome. Been a bad week, with Mike. Mike and Adam, everybody. Adam, you had a bad week. I'm so sorry to hear that. The baby got sick and like threw up on on Sunday night, I think, or Saturday night, one of those. And then the wife got sick, and then and then me and the and the older one been fine. That's that's good. And the older yeah. one got a shot. She got her first dose. Thank you no, for doing your part, eldest daughter. Woo! No, I know. No, yeah, they finally to... they finally approved that the two to eleven group. Five to eleven. Oh, is it five? Sorry. Yeah. So um, I got my booster on Friday, and I was feeling good. I was just like, dude, 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 I'm fine. Aaron Rodgers is full of shit. And then by the time we finished <laughs> recording, by the time we finished recording, around what ten ish. 1030. Uh, we started at 1030 on Saturday and we finished around like 130 ish whenever that was. But uh, yeah, and you you texted me almost, you know, right away. Like, oh, I'm so glad we did that right now because I'm <laughs> dead. <laughs> yes, I walked Aaron out. Aaron Rodgers was right. Was, I was like, and I'm sitting. So I spent from 10 o'clock until probably around six. Like I should have taken more Tylenol. Because for some reason I thought like, oh, you can only take like two Tylenol in a day. But apparently you can take up to eight in a day. And mm-hmm. that would have been just fine if I had taken two more like every four to five hours. Um, but uh, I didn't. And so I sat there from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Just, just like wallowing dying. in it. Yeah. And I was like, I can't move. Like, I was like, there's my dishwasher is full of dishes and they're clean. And I can't get up to put them away. <laughs> My wife made soup and I'm like, this soup is so good. But I just like, I could only eat like half of a cup of it. And oh like a tiny, tiny little, <clears throat> little sliver of bread. I'm just like, I, I can't eat anymore. And then I just was like, okay, it's like four o'clock. I'm, and I'm sitting there like, I'm never taking another shot again. And I don't care if they say we need a fourth booster. I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> the third like, booster you know, was enough to turn you into an anti-vaxxer. That's what right. it was. Exactly. And like you have that like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. And you're just like, I can't fucking I'll just, walk. I'll just piss my pants. <laughs> okay, I can't get yeah. it right now. I like to walk from the couch to the bathroom seemed like overwhelming. So I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to go look at that Tylenol bottle again. And I was like a thousand milligrams or four, no, what? 8,000 milligrams was the, was the, was the daily dosage. <laughs> like what the fuck am I doing? Like immediately I popped two more pills around four o'clock and I was like, okay, okay. And then I just like went back to sleep on the couch and I woke up around five and I'm like, I feel so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. So there he is. Just, the secret uh, is 
ate Tylenol, Tylenol a day. I mean, why aren't we giving just Tylenol to people with COVID and then sending them home after eight hours? Like, they should be recovered very quickly. You know, everyone knows that, like, bleach, like, kill, kills viruses. Why don't we just ingest a little bit of bleach? Yeah. I'll yeah. just shove it right into my stomach. I'm or into pretty my... sure a wise man once said that we should just, like, put bleach in our systems mm-hmm. and then that should kill the it's virus. A, it's in it's in the, the mouth droplets, so you just, like, swig it. It's like... Yep, yep. Just like a little bit of mouthwash, yeah. I don't think you need to swallow it so much. I mean, you just like you kill it in the mouth and and then you're good and then you're set and you can go back to uh, your life. So, Mm. uh, so yeah, I feel fine. And by, by Sunday you have like that, that renewed sense of like, wow, I I feel like I almost died and now I feel like (laughs) 7,000% better. And so like life is just like a whole new adventure at that point. So yeah, that's like, like one of the best feelings in the world is like that, <laughs> that fe- the, the day after you get sick where you just, your body's rejuvenated and it's like, oh, I can, I can, I can lift a fucking car. I'm so, I'm feeling yes. so fucking jazz right now. There's, yes. there's that feeling. And then like the feeling of like a really big fart that like gets rid of your, your stomach pain. <laughs> Like you had a stomachache, but then like you farted away. It's like, oh, the relief. (laughs) There's like those two feelings are like right next to each other. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then, you know, the rest of the family got sick and, you know, I I wanted the wife to go get tested to see if she actually got the COVID. So then I can like win the rest of the bets that you and I have Mm -hmm. because she got it. That means I got it. You know, and you no, that's not necessarily true. You son of a bitch. Stop trying to manipulate the bets. On Thursday, on Thursday, I started feeling achy and, 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 and like sore throaty. Oh, this past Thursday? Tired. Yeah. And I was just like, oh man, I think like, it just felt like a, a little cold coming on. But then by Friday, I was fine. And there are plenty <laughs> of other viruses out there to give you plenty of other colds and flus, no, my there friend. Aren't. There aren't. <laughs> just the COVID one. It's just all of them. Oh, that's true. COVID. And also because of lockdown, we, we starved out every other disease out there and only right. COVID thrives. Yes, especially AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody Actually, can catch it anymore. Oh, I heard this. Like, yeah, the, uh, good news on like the on the AIDS front, which is a weird fucking <laughs> sentence to say. But like, yeah, there are, like there's been so much like uh, advancement in like AIDS um and AIDS uh, care it, that the 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 people who were exposed to the virus, you know, uh, early in their life, like with today's treatments, like the viruses nay, like um uh you 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 can't barely see like like po- less than a percentage of it like it, I'm, I'm butchering the the thing that i read but like it's good news wow. fascinating fascinating, fascinating. <laughs> thanks dr mike so what they what we are learning is that aids is no longer life-threatening that's what they're correct yeah that's what i'm trying okay. to say thank you so the condom industry going down the tubes mm-hmm. what don't wear condoms what are, kids yeah don't you, wear condoms you, you can throw them mike, all out um, skinny with mike and adams mike says don't wear you condoms can quote me on that Everything is good. Don't worry about all those other diseases out there. They won't kill Again, you. Again, we starved out every other virus. We're good. No. Herpes, Both. gone. Gonorrhea, chlamydia, mononucleosis, all of it. We're all, we're, we're, we're good, baby. We're good. All Go right, in anyway. raw dog. That's, just, that's, that's the one thing you should learn from this week's episode. Folks, speaking of this week's episode, oh man, we got a happy one. Oh, but we also might have a sad one depending <laughs> on your depending on your perspective. Uh, this episode is dedicated to our listeners over on Discord who shot us a really cool idea this past week. Uh, cool idea alert says Dave, uh, name Dave. a song that is tied to your that is tied in your brain to an extremely high 
and an extremely low point of your life slash mental well-being. Often it doesn't even make sense lyrically, just implants in your brain in the moment. So uh, that was a great idea. And, you know, a lot of our listeners left um, their um, answers in the Discord uh in the discord feed uh, speaking of discord if you want to talk to us in between episodes we'd love to have you over or if you just want to look you know if you just want to like read along with you know some of our more active listeners you can do so in the link in the description below once again uh you know the the, the, the invite is public and it's free and you know we'd love to have you over there so you know come on over if you you know if you want to hang out with us and some other cool people as well like dave here yes. And they <clears throat> they were nice enough to post their random happy and sad moments, which was very fun to listen yeah. to. Which I also and they, they like they shared like a brief paragraph about the the song. We're not going to share just a brief paragraph. There, there's a lot more yeah. to some of these stories, right? <laughs> so we're going to you know dedicate an episode to these, you know, and because this is a music show, and because you know all we do here is talk about our gay little feelings on this on mm. on, on this show. What better topic? Okay. To have really than than to something like this. So thank you to Dave. I mean, and thank you to all of our listeners too who have sent us ideas over the past especially, year. Especially, especially because AIDS is doing better these days. We we're yeah. allowed to get <clears throat> more and more gay as as time rolls around. Yeah. So it's Adam, I'll be, uh, it's so Adam, now. I'll be seeing you later at our usual usual meeting place, and don't bring the condoms. <laughs> our usual gay bat cave <laughs> yes exactly uh so uh any any new business before we get started with this topic adam um a new business i mean we got s- some new albums that we've been listening to I, I i mean there's not too much to say about the bullet for my valentine i think we were kind of out on it last week i'm still kind of out on it now yeah there, I, n- nothing I new hope- on that front I hope you didn't like end up making it your album of the year because I would have felt really bad. Coming soon to an album of the year list <laughs> near you, Adam. I think I think you just don't understand. Bullet for my Valentine by Bullet for my. No, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, really like this very I, much. I, I listened to it on vinyl. I listened to it on digital. I listened to it on cassette. Mm-hmm. All eight times it was. And Adam specifically waited for the vinyl at this time. Like he was going to listen to it in October, but he waited until November 5th. He waited yep. for that vinyl. I know. And and I was not entertained very much. I felt that the second half of the album was better than the first half, but it was but still that, like a, a four. That's, that's true. But I feel like by that point I was already checked out. So like I couldn't Pretty get much. my full enjoyment. I feel like. I think there weren't as many angry breakup songs, right? No, which is, you know, strange because that's the namesake of the band. But well, uh, and it's time for them to move on from that because we're like, okay, yeah. we've, we've done this already. But yeah, I did they've like been that, doing that, that, those kind of songs since the mid aughts. I did like that Rainbow Veins song. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that song was pretty decent. Yeah. Nothing so, to, it's, not going to rock your world, but, you know, it's a pretty decent song. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to, but it's not succeeding very well anymore. Yeah, it's okay. <clears throat> I'm so glad I we at least gave this a I'm, shot, you know. I haven't enjoyed this band. I mean, I, I did enjoy Gravity for what it was worth, but um, I haven't really enjoyed this band since 2010. Is so it time to let that's them go? That's a long time. That's a long time to be like for this band. So I, I think I'm going to let them go. I, mm. I, I think I have to. I said this after Gravity, but but I think this might be the official one. So yeah, it's okay. That's okay. I'm it's feeling okay. good yeah. about letting letting bands go and, until I hear otherwise that it's like the greatest mind altering thing in the world. Yeah, you'll I'm always pretty, have the memories, though. 
the memories exactly um and then like moths to flames pure like porcelain ep i thought mm-hmm. it was it was it was fairly good to, to pretty good yeah a lot heavier than i was expecting especially from uh based on the direction of the last couple releases um they but that's their, okay their... too and this this band is one of those bands that can do both they can do the progressive metal they can do the metal core you know the, the last album was pretty heavy wasn't it i forgot the name of it off was, the top that was of an ep wasn't it no they had an album last year that's because oh i got another god i got more points for me that's right well where the light refuses to go isn't that the name of it right let me google that real quick. <laughs> i can't we, remember i'm sorry we are literally the worst fucking music <laughs> host oh that was 2019 I mean, i'm sorry um no eternity in gold that's the one yeah there it is called yeah that one we were both like pretty pretty positive on yeah that was you're right that was like super heavy yeah and that yeah that was super heavy and um so i, I think they're just kind of following that vein they, they know how to write a good post-hardcore course mm-hmm. um, i liked three of these five tracks tracks one and two and five i thought were, were pretty dang good songs that first track yeah. man hits you hard Woo! it's pretty good it's yeah pretty good stuff preservation uh, so of hate's I, a great one i like that one too as well and so I feel like we'll probably get a, a, another full length in 22. Um, this band just can't stop. Why not go four for four? They start, they, oh, no, Dark Divine EP Reimagined was in 2018. So, I mean, this band has repeated oh, least yeah. something almost every year since 2015. Man. So if you're, so, if uh, you're thinking of we'll early picks for your 2022 draft, folks... Maybe mm-hmm. you want to, may want to rock that one down. Oh, speaking of which, Adam, like maybe we should, we'll also talk about this a little bit off air. I had an idea to switch it up on the listener end um, for the uh, for the draft picks. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. Okay. I guess we can we can adopt it as well too. And I, th- I I I think you might like this one too. You should you should bring it up with me off air, and then we have to like give it to the fans. That's the best way. I know, to do something. but like I just thought of it right now, Adam. Come on, we decide. Stop we decide calling for me them. out. <laughs> this is a this is a musicocracy where the people have a voice. Wait, the so musicians anyway, um, have a voice. We have ears, Adam. Right. It was a very good. <laughs> fairly good ep but tell me about cu space cowboy um because i didn't because i wasn't gonna listen to it i was having trouble connecting to it it got i I, as my familiarity with the album continued on throughout about midway through the weekend on i was starting to kind of acclimate myself to this very intense sound a lot more Mm -hmm. than i was in 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 the past so Mm. That's all I have to say about that. I, I, I think some of the songwriting, the lyrics, the lyricism is very strong in this album, uh, from what you can understand. Uh, you know, yes. but again, again, as you acclimate to it and as you kind of familiarize yourself with the music stylings and the and the in the in the sing style, it's you know, then you start to pick up on those kind of things. But you know, very important songwriting stuff in here. Um, the intensity is going to vary uh, depending on your taste, of course. Um, so it's got that power, and I did look it up. Power violence is actually a form of is a subgenre of of mm. screamo, um, and that's and that's kind of falls in the vein of what this is. So we're just going to call it power violence from now, like this and like wrist meets razor, and um, if I die first oh, kind of touches violence. upon that as well. But uh, uh, mm. but yeah, so if if you if you enjoy that kind of power <laughs> violence, very intense 
um screams um then i think this might be up your alley this is a this this is a genre that i haven't always liked in the future but because we have like you know super fans of, of this band in our discord and you know as for our, from our friendship our uh, <laughs> from our friend circle i'm still very tired i'm sorry uh, uh yeah, you know I'm, I'm giving this i'm giving this band uh, more of a chance than i would otherwise so still um gonna give it a few more spins we're kind of winding down to the end of the year but um yeah i mean it took about like half a week for me to like warm up to it is what i'm trying to say okay it was okay so uh, according to their wikipedia page they are one of their genres is sascore Ooh, sascore right <laughs> but it, but that's also like just that takes you straight to the screamo uh, Wikipedia page. If you click on that, so that's oh, okay. interesting. Yeah, Sascore is not nothing, not um, popular enough to get its own page. Apparently, I guess not. So um, yeah, I, I don't see power violence on their genres, but um, damn it, maybe they just haven't gotten around to it yet. Well, in my head, in, in my my head canon, it's power violence. <laughs> Got it. Cool. Well, speaking of power violence, the heaviest album that we listened to this past week, which you, uh, <laughs> you you gave a uh, Night Divine by uh, Brian Fallon a few spins, haven't you? I gave it a uh, nine tenths of a spin. Yes, nine tenths. <laughs> All right. So, like, I, I this is weird because obviously we've uh, been, you know, listening to him for quite some time. Yes, and he's, you, you go into a Brian Fallon album and you're just like, my life is going to be changed, and then you're like, well. No, I guess it's not. That's okay. Yeah. So Night Divine is a collection of Christmas songs and hymns that uh, Brian yes. Fallon did a cover album uh, uh, of. Um, mostly it's just him in a room with his guitar. Uh, there are some like uh, uh, drum elements yeah. here and there. And like there's like some other stuff. But I, I'm pretty sure he mostly like wrote all this digitally in his room yeah, he, or in his home he studio. He produced it. He did um, the... According to Wikipedia page, it says the vocalists and the guitars and the piano for this. Yeah, yeah, they which makes sense, song. and it, it, it's very stripped down. Um, I mean, these songs are you know timeless songs, and you know they're you know you're not going to get like the power violence version of Amazing Grace, right? Which would be fucking amazing, but <laughs> that's not what you're getting here. <laughs> um, but uh, Adam, I mean, you know, given given the nature of this album, uh, you know, it, it's you know it, it's not an album of original works, of course. But uh, you know, what would what did you um, what you think of it? Um, I liked the first Noel. I had no idea that Brian Fallon originally wrote that song, but it sure did sound like a Brian Fallon song the way he did it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he does a good job <laughs> of like making these like his own. Um, there are some like for his version of Amazing Grace. You know that 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 song traditionally has always been a song to, you know, whenever I hear someone singing it, it it, it always showcases the power of their vocals and it's like wow this vocalist is doing a great job singing amazing grace but brian fallon's version of amazing grace is very 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 subdued like he's whispering it right i was i, I thought he would belt it out a little bit more but that's okay yeah and, so it's a very it's a it's a very different version of amazing grace if you're looking um for that um from my end here you know i, I grew up you know like in a catholic school very um a uh, very uh, religious household. So, and my mom was a my mom was a member of the church choir of the church that we went to. So, I'm very familiar with like most of these songs. So, listening to this this past week, 
like kind of flooded my brain with uh, some childhood nostalgia, just kind of, um, you know, and, and of course, growing up like super religious, very Catholic, um, you know, these songs are kind of like a part of your normal everyday life, not just around Christmas. So, you know, uh, so I'm very, you know, being, being very familiar with this and hearing Brian Fallon, my current favorite songwriter of all time, uh, you know, l- sing these songs to me was a kind of a warm blanket kind of feeling, you know, you know, I don't, I don't relate to these songs like these days on, on, you know, from the ideological point of view, but like here, just hearing them in the, in the slow subdued way that Brian Fallon is singing them was very comforting. And, you know, that's something that I wasn't expecting. Hmm. Yeah. I I have to agree with that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was fun. I, I enjoyed listening to it and got to let him kind of do his, do his thing where he's at. He's been meaning to do this for a long time. Oh yeah. You could tell like he did this for himself. Like not in that, mm-hmm. not, not in that shitty way that we make fun of like, Oh, we write music for ourselves. But like, you know, right. th- like you can tell like he <clears throat> really wanted to like showcase, you know, some of his more spiritual aspects and, you know, this is like the perfect way to do it too. And it's around Christmas time too. And, you know, um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, we at our household are going to, you know, be playing this album, you know, during Christmas. So yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. It's, it's enjoyable for what it is. And, you know, being a big fan of Brian Fallon as we are, we of course would prefer to get some original music from him. But, uh, I mean, if, if, if this is right up your alley, if this sounds like something you would enjoy, then yo, pick up night divine by Brian Fallon. If you want some crooning this, this holiday season. And luckily the, uh, his Wikipedia page for this album, I just edited it. So that vocals were spelled correctly. Nice. What was how <laughs> was, was it spelled? Vocals. Vocals. <laughs> nice. Oh, I didn't know it was that easy to just go in and edit Wikipedia, but I, I yeah, did. somebody like approves it though. Like, because I, I I once did oh. that. Um, I I actually tried to I actually made an edit based on misinformation that I read. Oh, this was a long time ago because I thought like mm-hmm. a band uh, had a member change or whatever because they posted a picture of them with a new member so i mm-hmm. made that edit and then and then i realized like a day later oh that was actually just they were just pick, posting a picture with their friend <laughs> and then so i went back you to, need to put a reference yeah you need to reference it oh okay cool what was your reference to the word vocals the dictionary.com i, I, I think so but miriam webster's 1873 nice. whatever whatever they originally spelled the word vocals yeah. i don't know when that word was invented but yeah. so this is this was back in the day during the myspace day so i also didn't know how wikipedia worked 100 percent. so anyway that's my dumb story uh we listened so, to some and, go ahead and but real quick uh, uh live stream brian fallon oh yeah yeah you just did i I didn't share my thoughts on that yeah oh my goodness what a beautiful beautiful non-storytelling experience that was of course i mean that's it would be a brian fallon show without being a little disappointed that he didn't share stories right all it all it made me feel was like did he even write these songs (laughs) how do you sing a song like jolene and then not tell any anything about the song yeah zero like did you, you like read this story online and wrote a song about it brian is this from just, personal okay. experience brian like like uh, okay this is just a song about murdering somebody who's physically abusive to you okay let's move on to the next one everybody like okay let's do that like luckily my emotions carried me well into the next <laughs> songs every single time and i'm like can you just like maybe tell one story and not just like how you liked listening to the clash back? No, in the day? we get, we, we got, we got an hour 45. That's all we got. 
<laughs> it's so bizarre. Like, I don't get that, but whatever. That, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool too because in this stream, if you don't, if, if folks don't know that he he's he's singing songs from Local Honey, Sink or Swim, and even Senor and the Queen, the little EP mm-hmm. that we kind of dis, you know, we, we kind of dismiss every now and then, right? Which is still incredible when you put it on every single time. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's not something that comes immediately comes to mind when you think of like Gaslight Anthem albums, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was incredible on the music side of things, and he gave me more ideas for. Uh, other albums to listen to but mm-hmm. uh if you want if you want to know anything about the songs you're going to be out of luck that's okay <laughs> so don't don't expect that if you want brian fallon sitting in front of a camera singing these songs straight through mm-hmm. and then maybe, maybe talking about the clash a little bit that's all you're going to get <laughs> well did you learn any great stories about the clash adam no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> very cool but that's okay yeah, that, that, that's that was still a very pleasant uh live stream to, to to watch this past week so thank you for posting that in our discord you're very very welcome so um anything else to report from from the week oh uh, yeah so uh initial thoughts on uh some slant plant with their this is their fourth oh, album right. i think it is right uh iridescent right. is the new one and uh, we got the debut album from gold necklace the new kurt travis joint uh, that uh, we'll never hear from ever again. Uh, but uh, do you, do you, <laughs> did you get a chance to check these out? Uh, not Slant Plant because I don't believe in that band anymore. Okay, but, that's uh, fine. Gold, Gold Necklace has been enjoyable like three listens in now. Yeah, like it, it, it really much sound. It very much sounds like where Eternity Forever left off. Right, where they should have gone. Yeah. It's just him, him and the guitar player from that band. I believe so, a, yeah. It's a quick little thirty-minute jaunt through some 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 low tempo swan core elements of mm-hmm. and Kurt Travis sounding Kurt Travisy about it. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, some I'm, sex I'm jams here so and there too, you know. I'm liking it so far. It's really only eight tracks with kind of like two interlude ish kind of things, right? Yeah, but still, yeah, you're right. Half an hour, like very enjoyable. Like it it'll it, it breezes right through. It's got it's got a sexiness to it. It's got a kind of like a jazzy indie rock kind of feel to it too you know and you know kurt travis is doing the kurt travis thing so you know i, I think most people would enjoy this so give it a give it a spin uh but for uh iridescent by slant plant silent planet if you're <clears throat> if you're not in the know but uh, uh I, I think this is their most accessible album adam hmm. like it's it, it does still have a little an air of mystery and you do need like a master's degree in like um in theoretical physics to understand mm. like verse two of track three, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's like but, I have I have a master's degree, but is it in what it needs to be in? I mean, That's yeah, you you need several master's degrees in order to get the full understanding of the full album of Iridescent, but um, but for the most part, it's it's a lot less kind of all over the place with its tempo. Um, by that I mean like weird time change, uh, time signature changes, and things like that. It's a lot more accessible. There are like there are songs that have like traditional like verse chorus verse chorus kind of song structures so it's easier to follow and that 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 in and of itself like really adds to um for the listener to like latch onto these songs cuz you know there's there's a lot of progressive rock bands out there that like will do the like each diff- each part is completely different and there are no choruses and we don't believe in like song structure and stuff like that which is fine if you want to be a show off but like it's sometimes like the listener needs that kind of anchor 
like a chorus, like a really catchy chorus to kind of, to, to keep you coming back, you know, and, uh, and for, with iridescent, like there's a lot more of that in here. So, uh, mm. I think this is the most accessible album. Maybe give it one listen. If you're not feeling it, then like completely move on. I completely understand. Cause you already, apparently you're making a list of like I, uh, albums that I should not have listened to this year and, you know, <laughs> maybe not add another one <laughs> if you don't, if you're not feeling up to it, but, uh, yeah, musically it's great. Um, uh, I, I look forward to checking this out for the rest of the next week. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. We'll see. We'll see if I find the time for it. Yeah, and it's not and it's not very long either. It's 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 about like thirty five minutes. Whoa, that's like incredibly short for them. That's yeah, EP length for Slant Plant. Whoa, interesting. Okay. Well, Bezos decided that I wasn't allowed to watch or to listen to Gold Necklace this week. Yeah. So, how have you been listening to it on YouTube? Yep, just on YouTube. I've been learning a lot about Bitcoin in between songs <laughs> and crypto. Don't you want to oh. join crypto? I'm a I'm an incredibly attractive Asian female who's totally into crypto, and don't you want to be like me? Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what I'm learning. Don't don't you so, want to don't you want to buy a mail order bride with crypto? <laughs> Because so so it can't be traced by the government. <laughs> it just it seems like YouTube has gotten way heavy into it because like in between every commercial or every song is a commercial for crypto. Fuck me. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're just following the market trends and, you know, that in crypto is, is, is big right now because of, because of crypto bros, but uh, crypto yeah, bros. whatever. It's all right. So that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Same here, buddy. Do you want to talk about our feelings? There's so many feelings. I have a lot of feelings to give to you, my friend. Thank you again to Dave and our Discord friends for sending this uh, topic over. Once again, today we're going to be talking about songs that are tied in our brains to extremely high and extremely low points of our of our of our lives, essentially. So we're, you know, do we have songs in our lives that maybe because we listen to it at a at a particular moment that it sticks with us, and every time we hear the song, we think of that moment. Um, that's kind of how I read uh, this question. Um, uh, you as well, Adam, or do you just think of songs that think, make you think of particular moments? What I did was find the happiest and the darkest. And I lived somewhere in the gray for mm. like three or four days as I figured this out. And nice. it was exhausting and sad. And then it was super happy. And then I got a little hungry, so I ate something. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I got a little tired, so I took a nap. And then I felt pretty good about my six choices here because I nice. wanted to do five five each, five emotions each. Yeah, that would have been great. But then this episode would be like three hours long and ain't nobody got time for that. So we had to cut it short to, to three apiece. So we're going to do 12 songs total today. Uh, hopefully none of these songs uh, um, overlap. Because, you know, we haven't shared our songs with one another. But um, so, so from your point of view, like the Jedi are evil. But also, like Always. the you, <laughs> you, you pick songs that remind you of extremely high moments of your life and extremely low moments of your life, right? Yes, very I cool. I think. I mean, what I realized was that I've had numerous of both, but mm-hmm. only a handful that were relate that had music kind of connected to them. So that was oh, kind cool. of the hard point because I was like, well, there was this happy moment, but there was no music there, or th- there was like there was a string of dark moments where like particular albums were there but i can't like like 
gravi- gravitate towards anything in particular. It was just an overall blah feeling. Right. Um, so it's just like, okay, I have to like weed through a lot of this. And um, it was very enjoyable to do that because I am a glutton for punishment. Um, <laughs> Aren't we all? And, but but I, I narrowed it down in in pretty good ways. I think, I think the stories attached to these, um, some you already know, some you were there, but <gasps> I did this to you. Oh no. <laughs> um, and others, you weren't even born yet. I think because it was, you know, before you and I knew each other, I don't think you existed right. before yeah. 2007. Right. So, I, I didn't um, really. And even, yeah. even like, even like <laughs> mentally I didn't. So <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, picking picking More particular songs is a tricky one. I know for you and me because like you and I are both album people, right? Like we we like to take in full albums at a time, like as a singular piece of art. But uh, you know, so picking songs is a uh, is a is a little can be a little tricky for us because, like I said, you know, we we listen to albums and album albums are how we choose to absorb all this music. But uh, like Adam said, it was enjoyable to kind of look at these individual songs and maybe think of them in the context of where we heard them in our lives and kind of map, map it out that way. So that was extremely fun. So I, 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 I appreciated kind of, you know, having this as homework uh, for the past week. So that was really cool. Uh, so do we want to start off with the happy and, and, and completely fuck <sighs> up our listeners by the end of the episode? It's like, I think that would, I think happy would be a good place to start. Yeah, let's start with the good news first, baby. I'm on fucking TV. It's no ground. It's no ground. It's no ground. It's no ground. Yeah, so for these ones, at least on my end too, like these were song. One song in particular, like, was a song that was given to me uh, by somebody else, and it was a very like happy moment in my life so i uh, you know that's that's one i want to share one of these songs uh was it, it may seem like a sad song but the context of the song made me realize something about myself and that was very happy and then another one was just a fun thing that like you know uh was it was a fun song that i would sing with my daughter so that was a so i'm i'm happy to share that with you guys and share those stories too because uh some, okay. some of these stories are gonna be really fun well, why don't you start us off Okay, well then, uh, I'm gonna start off with a, with an obvious one then, because uh, you know I've, I've sh- we've we've even shared this like recently too, um, you, uh, you know talking about a recent album and um, how no, there on this album there was no anchor song right for um, for this band and stuff like that, but uh, for my soul by the band mm. Rice, uh, mm. this is this is happy. Are you sure? This happy? Is happy? This, this is, yeah, I know that's, that's what I was saying. I, I, you know, thinking about it first, it, it, it's a very sad song, right? It's a very sad. It's a song. It's a song, in where the singer um, expresses that he may not be worthy of love, or he may not be ready to give his heart to someone else, because there's the potential. Just like in every relationship, no matter how happy you are, the, the potential is always there. That's, this is my pessimist side <laughs> saying this too, but like, there's the potential there that. For heartbreak to happen and you know it's happened in my life a few times and uh you know <clears throat> meeting someone like my wife erica and this album came out around the time that like i proposed to her too and that to me was very big because i was you know i i, I had been burned pretty hard my last two big relationships uh, one of them was a divorce and uh 
you know, proposing to her and realizing that like, I'm going to be okay from now on, realizing that I am worthy of love, uh, having these questions from this song kind of answered through her, through her actions and through her love for me and through her devotion and her nurturing um, and the way that she just like stepped into that mother role too for Zoe. Um, like it, 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 whenever I see this, whenever I hear the song, it just takes me back to like proposing to her and like having none of those fears ruin that moment. You know, there's always, there's always that thing too, whenever you're in a new relationship where you're like, you know, this, there's a chance this camp, this might not work out, but like, hey, let's just, let's just give it a go. Give it an old college try. Right. And a lot of that, especially for someone like me is, it's just because, you know, I've constantly been attacking myself my entire life and thinking that I'm not worthy of like other people's love. Um, you know, I felt that with you too, Adam. Like I, I, I was like, well, you know, once he finds other friends, like yeah, I'll, I'll just be tossed to the wayside. Other, you know, other friends. <laughs> <laughs> right. Little, little does Adam know I've been sabotaging his life his entire time, so I'm his only friend. I know. <laughs> I know. No, drove no. that wedge between me and so many others. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been working all these years. No, no, but like you know, it, 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 like that's just how my mind works. Like I've, I've grown up with such a toxic mindset of like heartbreak and disappointment and being told by parents and and teachers that like I wasn't good enough and like I'm not good enough and like you know and, and, and things like that. And so you know, having a song like this kind of repeat these fears that I always have but realizing that for the first time in my life that this isn't true like I was worthy of love and I was worthy of giving receiving the love that I was getting back um, or receiving the love that I was giving forth and that I don't have to worry about whether or not like my soul is ready to you know let someone else in you know, and, and, and it's it's a beautiful feeling. It, it's a very melancholy song because, you know, it is it reminds me of a time in my life when, you know, I was feeling this way and I constantly this was like normal for me. I just thought like, oh, everybody thinks this way. Well, apparently not. No, it means you're depressed, boy. Go, go get some help. Get some fucking help. But um, but, you know, it, it reminds me of like my my old mind, mindset. But it also reminds me that like, like, dude, you overcame this. Like you're 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 going to be OK. And, you know, be OK. Not every day in, in, yeah, not every day mm -hmm. is like great, right? But like, you know, but I do have like tools now to help me push myself forward. And, you know, that's what this song invokes for me too. And it also came out, like I said, around the time that I, you know, proposed to my now wife and, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful song to me. It's one of my favorite songs. One of, of these, time. one of these days we'll get that wedding. I mean, it's going to happen. I feel one it. of these days. <laughs> It's going to happen maybe in 2022 maybe <laughs> <laughs> we're hoping for 2022 <laughs> come to my wedding you guys Adam, are, you're invited you guys you guys are all legal now at least so that's a good thing yeah yeah and and you know and we did get married in 2020 uh, on the day that we wanted to get married for our uh you know to keep our wedding anniversary for the rest of our lives but you know our wedding is for our is, is for our friends and family to be there with us eventually eventually Okay, cool. Well, Adam, um, give me some happiness. I, I'm. I, I. So, do you want me to send the YouTube link or just just the yeah? Go ahead and throw it in Discord. Okay, I can do that real quick here. And so, okay, this was before Mike was born. Um, <laughs> July, July thirty first, two thousand 
2005. So yeah, um, that was before I was born. You're right. <laughs> that was a day that shall live in infamy. Correct. Oh boy. Okay. Do you do you know anything about this day, Mike? July 31st, 2005. That would be my wedding anniversary. There you go. <laughs> It's like, come on, best friend. You should know this. One. <laughs> I knew um, it was. Okay. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. It was in the back of my head. So probably one of the biggest, funnest, happiest moments of my life. Um, hard to believe that Mike and I weren't even friends yet. Yet I, I know. did. Have... You didn't even invite me to your wedding, bro. What I know. The fuck. And and it's hard to believe I could have a happy moment before Mike in, at this stage of life. But, um, <laughs> I, I and with I another did. woman too. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I know, I know. But um it was so so fun, so joyous that I never wanted to go back and watch the video of it to relive it. I was just like, nope, I'm gonna keep it right here in the recesses of my memory Aww. without without it being like tarnished in any sort of way. So um the song that uh is associated with that, you know how you gotta do like the whole, you know, dance with the parent thing. Mm-hmm. Um so my mom specifically chose this song to be oh my gosh song that her and I danced to. <laughs> That's uh, so fucking sweet. <laughs> I know. So this would be Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child Oh Mine, one of the most sexist, homophobic, <laughs> some could even say racist <laughs> albums of the 1980s. Oh boy. <laughs> but, you know, my mom... And, and her Axel love go way back. You know, Is this to, the reason to, why you asked me to listen to Appetite for Destruction? No, a big part of it, because I, I enjoyed I, <laughs> emphasis on the id of that. Uh, <laughs> Past that tense, word. right? Yeah, this was, you know, obviously a seminal album for me and my development that I've <laughs> realized now, ooh, maybe it's not so great after all these years. <laughs> Just don't um, listen to the lyrics. Keep the memory, I don't do, listen to the lyrics. But this song will always be one of my favorites. I know it's not one of yours, and it's been way overplayed, but my mom well, chose it Well, this has a new context be... now, dude. <laughs> yes, yes. But between, like, 1998 and 2005, it had been, like, one of the most important songs for me um, mm. that, you know, apparently was for my mom as well. So that was her choice, and her and I did, did our... You can't really do a slow dance during this, but we kind of... Did and that oh, was, you just, that you just was got fun. kind of like a little shuffle, or <laughs> and then we brought every we brought everybody up to do you know mosh pit during nice. the, on, on the dance floor. So that, that get on the fucking floor. <laughs> <laughs> so this song is kind of like the the biggest memory I have from that night. I, oh my god, that's so sweet, dude. There were there were other songs and other dances, but they were all the typical like always and forever mm-hmm. kind of kind of music. But this did you do a first was, dance with your wife? Yeah, do I remember the song? No. Oh, you um, don't. Did, okay. Did but she you dance with one? her dad? She she danced with her dad. Do I remember the song? No. I mean, oh, okay. Like, it, there, there was there, there, was it kind of like a DJ's you, choice kind of thing, or I I don't remember. It was too oh, okay. long ago, but this was the only one that stood out and the only one that matters in the grand scheme of things. Oh yeah, so, uh, but that's sweet, yeah. dude. That sounds like it was a really pleasant memory. I would have loved to been there, I witnessed I it, Adam. I know. Sometimes <laughs> we just—I mean, we, we talked about it. We were like, "Should we invite that guy?" And we're just—we just agreed. You, you weren't—you weren't ready. And your wife for... was like, "No, I don't even know who the fuck that is." <laughs> I know. So he wasn't moment. even born yet. <laughs> 
<laughs> number number one. <laughs> Very cool, dude. What a sweet song. Sweet song okay. in the context of the story that you told. I love it. Yes. Mike, so number we, two we here. This is a. Uh, happy? Are we go? Are we go, I'm going happy? Well, we're going happy, man. We we staying happy. We're gonna we're gonna okay. we're gonna fuck the listeners up and do nice. it all sad at the end, dude. Okay. <laughs> so uh, number two here. This is a pleasant song because every single time I hear this song from one uh, light Slightington of uh, who. <laughs> Who, who sings under the under the bright lights. Uh, this is the song My Toes off of Siberia from uh, Lights. Now, when this album came out, my daughter was like three years old. So she was of that age, just like your youngest too, where she's like cognizant of the world. And, you know, she's cognizant of the things that we're doing, you know, habits that we, you know, habits that we do. So every time I'd put on music with having her in the car seat of the car, I would, you know, be mindful that she's in here. You know, I don't want to like, you know, like... <laughs> I want to see every fucking baby on the floor right now. <laughs> Throw those fucking heads. You know, you know, I, I don't have to put that in the car all the time, right? I try to put right. music on that was pleasant to her, and uh, she uh, very quickly fell in love with that album, Siberia by Lights. So much so that maybe because of like the way Lights' voice was kind of like reverbed or auto-tuned, like she thought Lights was Tinkerbell, and she so every time she wanted to listen to it, she'd be like, "Daddy, put on the Tinkerbell music." So you know, I knew exactly what she was gonna. <laughs> she's listening to so um the the song my toes uh, is it my toes or just toes uh my on toes, my toes. on my toes no. oh no it's just i think it's just called toes <laughs> okay toes uh so for for the song toes um that since that was like the the lead single off of that album you know there was a music video so when we were at home i would show zoe the music video and like show her what quote-unquote tinkerbell looked like <laughs> and she would like dance in the living room and like and and she she learned the chorus very quickly so every time i hear this song and hear lights singing like oh you captured my reflection like i would hear zoe as a baby singing this song and it would cho- it chokes me up every single time because like you know those moments as a, as a parent like they, they they go by so fast like and my daughter's freaking 13 right now right and you know so you know she, and she sings songs nowadays but you know she's not dancing in the living room you know you know in, in, her, in her toddler clothes you know barely barely saying the words correctly right in that mm-hmm. adorable way that children do but uh this song always um hits me very hard in in in, in the fields and it makes me very nostalgic for the time when my uh my only daughter was uh, was a child and learning to love music. Learning to love music that I loved too, which was a, a cool bonding moment for us. So. Very cool. I tried I love doing that with my child. toes. I have a foot <laughs> <Ew>. fetish. <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> but I like it nonetheless. Yeah, it's All a sweet right. little song for a sweet little moment in my life. Okay. Now, me number two. Man, we were just staying happy. It's almost like this is going to be a very awesome uh, podcast where we only talk about uh, happy things. Fuck. Um, so, you know, I don't know if you know this about me, Mike, but I'm I'm a fan of the band Gaslight Anthem. Mm, I like you, that band, you, too. Now, one of my greatest... Uh, Excuse me. Uh, Adam, we're still in the sadness. happy moments, by the way. We're still in the happy moments. <laughs> Be careful with what your album, what your song is. One of the greatest uh, uh, 
uh, laments of my life is that I will never get to see the Gaslight Anthem perform their music. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm stuck Ever with again. the cheap, the cheap knockoff that is uh, Brian Fallon's solo tours. Mm-hmm. But there's certain times on those solo tours where certain songs get played. Oh my God! The piano rendition, you son of a bitch! <laughs> nice. Good Lord, man. The year was 2018. Long I was ago. there. It was April something. Maybe April 6th, I believe. Something, something like that. There. It was cold um, day. And and we um, luckily Erica um, got rid of those carrot sticks she was trying to get in because I would have felt really uncomfortable if she had brought those in. Um, so, like, you know, that was, that was how the night started. But as the night went on and on and on and on and on and on, um, he sat down at a piano for one song. It wasn't like he played a bunch of songs at the piano, but he turned on. He said, "I'm gonna. We're gonna play this song because I might mm-hmm. be playing it, you know, n- next year or something later on. I don't know." And then he just busted into the '59 sound live. Oh my god! And th- when we when we realized it was a '59 sound too, it took a couple uh, took a couple of mm-hmm. piano strokes, but then we realized it, it took- was a '59 sound. It just took him starting the lyrics. Yep. Because like the, the piano didn't really go along with the song. It wasn't like yep. like that kind of stuff. Um, but then we realized it, and I just realized, oh god, I was Are pretty we sure do I this was now, never, Brian Fallon, you son of a bitch, <laughs> that I was never going to hear live Gaslight Anthem songs. Like I had put that behind me, and mm-hmm. then. I was just like, he's gonna play. He's gonna play the whole song right here on a piano by himself, and I'm just gonna have to sit here and take it, and mm-hmm. know that <laughs> this may never happen again. Yeah, in the history of the entire world. Turns out he played it pretty much every night of that tour. But for me, <laughs> but we were stopped, there. That's the important thing. <laughs> since I stopped looking up artists' set lists before going to shows because yeah. I wanted to be why, surprised. Why do that? Don't do that. Po- was, don't do that, folks. It was a huge surprise so this version here he played in nuremberg apparently this wasn't from our show no uh, that would have been nice to have like our show there right and there's a few random other brian fallon plays 59 sound on piano uh live versions but this was probably pretty high moment Mm -hmm. of my entire life our our crowd sang along too didn't we that was the the only that was the only song they sang along to yeah that was fine um, but I, I enjoyed that very, very much. And I wish to experience that again, maybe someday when he's mm. on in Los Angeles. Maybe, maybe the beginning of 2022. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he probably won't play this song, but like, yeah, maybe he'll play another Gaslight Anthem song at that, uh, at that howling weather show in what's it February? I think it is. Just play Behold the Hurricane. Not I Got My Mind Set on You by George Harrison. That's yeah. All <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> Might have been the saddest uh, moment of my entire life. <laughs> no, tune in to later this episode. We'll find out. There, there's a lot more sadder moments. Than yeah. that oh man, that was more no, of just... a more of a meh moment. Like, oh, we're not going to hear "Behold the Hurricane." Okay. <laughs> anyway, so like, uh, that's like, yeah, a beautiful moment, man. Beautiful moment and a beautiful song. And I, I remember that night very vividly and uh, had a great time with it. But uh, yeah. Uh, let's move on here. Now, this is a song I don't think that you're familiar with. Now, this is a song that was actually given to me or showed to me by the love of my life, 
on our first date. So <laughs> we, you know, we went to dinner, we got to know each other a little bit more and, uh, and we went to the trampoline park because she, she mentioned like, oh, you know, I've been trying to do some fun things here and there. So it's like, you know, she mentioned the trampoline park. It's like, oh, I was just there with my daughter. It's just right up the street. So, you know, we go there, we spend an hour there and then we spend the rest of the in the evening in the parking lot, like in front of our cars, like just talking until like her feet got too cold and then she had to go home. So, you know, one the so the topic of music gets brought up, right? And, you know, I, I'm telling her some albums that I'm listening to, some songs that I like. And, you know, she's telling me like, oh, I've been listening to some of these songs too, like she heard here and there. And one of them is the song called Honey, I'm Good by the artist Andy Grammer. And uh, this song is just the jolliest song about how like, yo, I found someone, I found someone to love. Ain't that, ain't that fucking great? And it's just a happy song, and this song I believe is going to be part of like our wedding like playlist. I, I believe, and uh, yeah, I mean, it better be there, right? But uh, it, it's and, and what do you call it? Like, and her sharing the song with me was like very, like it was very sweet because you know, you know, of course, you know, we had a great first date and everything, but we also didn't know at the time that you know we would eventually get married so every time i hear this song i just think of like wow this was like this song was like part of the beginning of our relationship and it and just hearing the lyrics of the song just the upbeat nature of the tempo and just the, the and the music video there's like a music video for it that's really sweet about like all these couples like sharing like how long they've been they've been together and it's just like it's just good vibes all around and like her her coming into my life right at that time, sharing the song with me, and just the beginning of those good vibes is, is, is just a moment in time that like I will always cherish and always relish. And it just it 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 song as you know it, it, it because of the tempo and because of the nature of the song of, of the, the pop nature of it. It's, it can be like it can sound like a bit of a silly song, but like to me it hits really hard, just as hard as like any Gaslight song. <laughs> as any brian fallon song it's just it's it, and because she was the one who shared it with me you know it it, it 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 just means a lot to me this 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 silly little song about relationships you know um so i hope you guys enjoy it too and uh you know it's playing in the background um yeah this, this was the beginning of my relationship with the love of my life my beautiful wife erica beautiful beautiful times yeah do you like the song? Is it yeah. is it a jolly song? It's, it's cute. Yes. Yeah, it's a very cute song, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's got that kind of like jaunty kind of like almost kind of like a tavern kind of feel to it, right? So it's 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 very sweet. It's a very cute song, and and I and it and I hold it close to my heart. Beautiful. All right. Are we t- are we crying yet? Almost. I don't know. We got one almost. more happy song from you. Hopefully. I know. We should be happy. This should be happy. But this you know, should me, be. And my sentimentalities mm. when it comes to certain things. Um, the, uh, the, the the day was November 2nd, 2016. Oh. Something happened. I don't know if you remember highlight of somebody's oh. life. Notice that no, no, nothing around like having babies or anything like that. That's. There, there's no music associated with those times. I wasn't like, hold on, Don, I got to put my headphones in during this moment mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and associate a song with this moment. No, nay. After uh, my favorite team of the entire world 
you know, finally decided it was time to win the World Series. Mm -hmm. They made that choice. Look at that, dude. Look at that. So they go into a commercial break. Mm -hmm. And the song had been done long before, obviously. But they had to play it during that stupid commercial break because they knew. Yeah, the, the, it was it was looking they very. It, they likely, had it all right? primed up. They had it all primed up, and I didn't even think about it. Obviously, that entire night of pain that was that particular game. So now it captures that moment perfectly. Even though it was written back in like 2009 during the the dark days. Maybe just to prep, just to prep for <laughs> for the future. That's all it was. So, um, you know, someday we might reach those heights again. But in that particular moment, it was uh, quite, quite the emotion. I was jump. so bummed that like I wasn't able to like see the game play. You know, I, I was just able, I, I was just checking all night long, okay, like the you, highlights. You had, and to stuff. Go to, you had to go to Costco. I understand. I know, but so I saw some important. of it at Costco, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some of it at Costco, and they. It was during the rain delay, so it's <laughs> always so worried. You're looking like, oh, there's all these heads blocking the TVs. Like, oh, oh, oh it's high score. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, they, they went into the commercial break, and they, like, they they did, like, the, the whole, um, like, editing of, like, Harry Carey announcing the Cubs winning the World Series. Even oh, though really? It was just, like, spliced, spliced from different uh, Harry Carey sound clips. And then... They jump into the Eddie Vedder tribute song, and I was just like, "Holy fucking shit! I forgot about this song." Wow! And, uh, <laughs> and then just you know let the emotions kind of kind of flow for the next several months afterwards, and uh, you know things are what they are these days, but that will always be. But you'll always have like that day and this year, you know. Exactly. Beautiful so, man. Uh, you know. When everybody talks about like, oh hey, I'm I'm a fan of the Padres, or I'm a fan of another team that hasn't won a World Series in their entire lives, I'm always just like, hmm, November second, 2016. <laughs> yep, I yep, always yep. Have that day. I always will have that day. You can say that you're like your, your Dodgers may have won the World Series in 2020. I mean, they I guess technically they did, but uh, <laughs> technically they didn't right. win it. They didn't win it in a real season. Uh, like certain teams did in 2016. Cheaters. So, <laughs> Cheaters. Right. And then, you know, you got that whole thing from 2017 and 18. But, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, it was, a, it was a pure, justified moment that a song had been written about some years earlier that just fit perfectly. And I will always have that moment to fall back on. Oh, a simpler man. time, some would say, right? That's a so sweet, time. man. Before, you know, political things happened in the following week mm. the rest of life fell into place over the next four years at this point yeah like life <laughs> was perfect right here right yeah <laughs> it was kind of okay it was kind of okay yeah well that's cool dude like you got song you got a song from your wedding you got a song from you know one of your favorite bands you got a song from definitely your yes. favorite moment you know one of your favorite sports moments of your life like it just kind of encapsulates you it's the favorite. and all of it's your the moment there's no other moments that's, <laughs> that's true that's yeah the <laughs> <laughs> so the song that had to go along with that is perfect. that's very beautiful man very cool thanks for sharing that i can tell you i can tell you know it it, it 
chokes you up just invoking these memories. So thank you for sharing that. You're very welcome. Now shut All up. Right. Ready, to, <laughs> ready, ready, ready to fuck some people up. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Uh, so I guess I'll go ahead and go first then. Uh, so I'll, I'll share this one first because this is I, this one I think is like no um, no secret, and I've I've shared the story um, many times. Uh, I know but this song. You know this song. Know Isn't this, this a song. beautiful song? I've never not thought of you when I think of this song. Fuck this song. <laughs> Fuck this awesome song. This is a uh, Better Homes and Gardens by Taking Back Sunday. Now. Not only did this song come out in 2014, it came out pretty. I mean, we we talked about it in our 2014 episode, but so I, I won't go. I won't stray too deep into it, and I'll try not to cry because you know these things still sting. But uh, this came out during the year that my marriage to my ex-wife uh, dissolved, and it was a very bad year. It was a very bad year for me mentally too, and of course, you know, you can't can't imagine it was a very easy year for her either. But um, and then, you know, but it's okay because I'm distracting myself with music that I love, with going to my best friend's house every weekend to go podcast. So it's it's, it's great. It's everything's fine. I'm fine. Ha 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 ha. But uh, you know, then then the then the album Happiness Is comes out right right at the fucking thick of it in, in like March. And like they and motherfucking Taking Back Sunday had to release a fucking song called Better Homes and Gardens, which in violent detail <laughs> goes into this great description of um, of uh, Adam Lazara's uh, marriage or his very serious relationship to his fiance or ex-wife or whatever the case may be and how that fell apart and how she took the ring off and threw it at his feet something that i did myself that oh. i did to to my ex-wife and i was so mad and it's like one of the, the and it's one of like the worst things i've ever done to a person was literally do that to their face and i and, and i and i i hate that i did that to her um, I mean, our, our relationship was over at that point anyway. But like, I hate that I, I let myself be that angry that I threw my wedding ring down to her feet. So, the fact that the very first lines of this song is that, and it reminds me of that hateful person that I was, and how frustrated and angry and heartbroken I was at that time. It it it's it's it can sometimes be too much, and I can't listen to the f- full song at times, depending on my mood. Um, you know, I've it, it's it's been a long time, and I'm I'm a different. I, I like to think I'm a different person these day, these days, and I'm in a much better place. But this song still invokes those memories, right? It still invokes that very bad year, that that year that I was like hiding from everybody, or hiding my feelings, or trying to hide my feelings. I come to hear from you, I wasn't doing a very good job of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> from, from heard from other friends too. I wasn't doing a very job, very good job of it, but. Uh, I mean, you we know, try it, because you're you're 25 years old. I mean, you try. Yeah, yeah. I you know you, you try to very degrees of success, but um, but yeah. It, I mean, this 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 is a song I've talked about a lot on this on this show. Um, no, we're, we're, was it no, was it your number one song of 2014? I can't remember. The song I don't were, I don't think so. It was in my top 12, and Adam, you were there when we fucked and talked about the top 12. Songs. I know. And that awkward 
position where like we were so we, we, we recorded that episode. go back and listen to it folks go back and listen to it it's there yeah, and on you, the internet <laughs> and i can't listen to it because when we talk about this song in particular my my ex-wife walks into the room to get something from our closet and i'm talking mm. about i'm talking very openly about the nature of divorce and how this song is about divorce and how i've never been divorced before so i can't i can't yeah. relate to this song so like that fucking yes. fuck oh fuck i'm shaking um, so, uh, so yes, and and I use laughter to mask my insecurities. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, feel. so it, it, it's it's it was a bad time in my life. Uh, you know, divorce is never an easy thing to 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 go through to talk about and to be reminded of constantly when you listen to one of your favorite albums from one of your favorite bands. So yeah, very better true. homes and gardens. It's a it's a it's a very triggering song for me too, and a lot to the point too where it's like I can't always finish it so it's a fucking sad song okay i i remember it it it, it grew on me more because i really hated it at first and i think it was really just too, too on the on the nose so okay. i'm surprised you don't remember that because i i talked vigorously about disliking that song in 2014 and then all okay. of a sudden it was, by the end of the year i was like this is like this is like number 13 out of my top 12 <laughs> right <laughs> like i it really it really grew on me over time. And, and then, yes, the subsequent years that inf- that made it infamous in a way mm. um, has been enjoyable amongst itself. And, yeah, I was sitting right there in your room when she walked in and I was like, I, I knew there was something going right. on that you guys weren't talking about. What are you about. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's wrong. <laughs> exactly. And I was just like, huh, wouldn't that be interesting if this was prophetic in some way? I had that ooh, thought, ooh. but you know, like as much as I want to not believe that like friends relationships are ending, I'm not going to be like, Hey Mike, does this ring a bell in the real world? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking good, dude. I, I went back no. and looked, checked, I looked it up. This is my, this was my number three song of the year. Three. Wow. Mm-hmm. What was the number one? Would it break your heart? It was, uh, no, it was, uh, actually the number two was get hurt by, uh, 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 Gaslight Anthem. Was, you you changed this around on, Did on I? subsequent uh, when we when we redid the entire uh, decade. You put break my break your heart as your number one song of twenty fourteen. Oh, so that. originally it was get hurt. So I I, yes. I, I rechanged it then to break your heart because yes. because he he can write it in his sleep and 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 fuck you, and he should. Yes. <laughs> my number one was drowned by Bring Me the Horizon. Ah, I'll never forget that. Yeah, okay. how mad. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a good song. It's a great Best song. Best song of the year? Yeah. It's been out for a month. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Let's just continue stalling so we can stop talking about sad things. Okay, okay. Stall, stall. Keep stalling. Okay. Let's send me your link. Mike, Mike, the year was 2000. Again, you weren't born yet. And, uh, I can't even remember that far back, man. So I told the story about this album and me going to purchase it in in the summer of 2000 and it growing on me and becoming one of my favorite albums of all time. But in the summer of 2000, it was a, the middle of a very, very dark, bland period of like, you know, you're an adult, but you can't do anything. And like, you're going to college, but none of your friends go to college. And you have you 74 cents in your bank <laughs> account. Yes, more or less that you just spent on this album and you like think you feel an evolution of things changing in your life and you want to just like, like be with 
you know, sexy girls, because that's what the TV is telling you. Like they're there. Like TRL is telling you sexy girls are there, but why, why don't you have any, unless you're with There's sexy, no girls. sexy girls. So you go to Carl's jr. And you eat your feelings and you gain a hundred pounds and you're like enormous. But, um, so the, the middle of 2000 was a weird summer because I, it was like, I didn't take summer school that year. And I had also, um, I didn't have a job, uh, that year. So I, cause I had quit my, my coffee shop job in June or July of 2000. And then I didn't get another job until like September. So I went like three months without having any school or any job. And it was the weirdest, like, Hey, this is exactly what I wanted in my entire life. When I was like working so hard in, in, in school, was like, Oh man, like I got all these papers to write and stuff. And, and, and you're like, I can't wait until I don't have to do this anymore. And then all of a sudden the entire world is, is open to you yet. You have zero ability to do anything about it. So that was the summer of the year 2000 for me. Mm-hmm. So I bought this album here it comes. Oh my God. I bought this album. This wasn't the album, this album I was thinking you were going to talk about. Nice. All I right. told you that story of waking up somewhere in the early afternoon and turning on my VH1 and finding the the video for the song playing and immediately going to break the bank to buy this album. Uh-huh. So there was a particular day somewhere in this summer where my parents had like gone out of town and like, okay, Adam, you're going to hang out by yourself. And, you know, like every every teenage fantasy movie was like, yeah, my parents are out of town. I'm going to have the best time of my life. And I was sitting there in my house with absolutely nothing to do and no money and no friends <laughs> to hang out with. Oh, shit. And like I had – it was like zero. So I was just like, I'm just going to get in my car and drive. And I turned on this album in my car and I got on the 91 freeway and I was like, I'm going to go to the beach because that's where things are. That's where mm-hmm. life is. It was a very born to run kind of moment. Sexy uh, girl we gotta, at the beach. We, we got to get out of here, baby. There's something happening somewhere. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to find it. And so I turned on my favorite album. And the only song that I can pick that would fit this is the Californication song. Because I realized as I was driving down the freeway, um, going towards the beach by myself and like listening to this California imagery and being like, this isn't what I'm experiencing at all in this moment. And I was like, like a disconnect, (laughs) completely disconnected from just the lyrics. I still love the song greatly, but I'm like, where is this? I'm 19 years old. I should be living the dream. And it's not, I don't know where to find it. <laughs> so, mm. like, in that moment of just pure loss. You so had, like, drove, basically kind of like an existential crisis at that point? Pretty much, pretty much. So I, 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 I took the 91 freeway, and then, like, you get to where the 55 is out there, and it says mm-hmm. Newport Beach. Newport Beach! Because, again, no GPS. I have no idea where I'm going. I don't know how to get to the beach. <laughs> I wasn't gonna Oh, fuck. You didn't even know where you are going. I, oh, no. shit. I was like, I was like I'm just going to follow the beach signs. <laughs> until yeah, I hit yeah. a beach <laughs> and then like I, I saw Newport Beach take the 55 so I got on the 55 and I'm like I don't know where I am anymore <laughs> so I just pulled off the freeway and I found a place to park my car and I'm like maybe the beach is over there <laughs> like no idea what city I was in I might have oh been God. in I was somewhere in Orange County that's all I know yeah, yeah. I was like but I, I know how to get back 
you take the 55 back to the 91 to yeah, get back home. You can so find at least do that. There, yeah. Like, I'm just going to park here and I'm going to walk until I, maybe I'll find the beach. <laughs> and I didn't find anything. I just wandered around aimlessly in the middle of somewhere until I found like this outdoor mall. Who knows where I was at in Orange County? Mm-hmm. And so I wandered around this mall looking for life. Like, there's maybe there's life here. Maybe there's something to feel proud about. And I was like, well, there's there's some stores and there's some some hooligan teenagers and some pretty girls. Like, oh, they're, they're gonna walk away. That's fine. Um, and then I, I I went to a I found a Johnny Rockets restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna eat me some food here at this Johnny Rockets restaurant by myself. <laughs> okay. And I sat at the, the counter and I ate a burger and some fries. And I was like. What do I do now? It was like a, literally the first time I remember using a debit card to pay for food. I was like, do you guys take take debit cards to pay for things here? Fancy new and technology. Like, <laughs> right. And they were like, yeah, sure. And I was like, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> like, oh, you, you, you signed this paper. Like, okay, that's it. All right, cool. Like this, I had this conversation with the worker, like mm-hmm. literally like this was the only interaction with another person I had this evening. And I'm like, right. Yeah. I guess I'll go. I'll go wander around some more, and then I found I found a record shop. I was like, "Ooh, there, there's a place that there's can be can be life where yeah. there's music." And I walked in and I saw four other people quietly staring at at, at discs of music. And so I, I petered through some discs of music, like, "Oh, I wonder if they got the new Nickelback album." Nope, not yet. That doesn't come out till September. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait till next September year, September twenty two thousand and one, because I had I had. I had already like like gotten into Nickelback because I'd already seen them with Creed, so I remember vividly like looking for Nickelback albums <laughs> at that store. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I could think of. Like, oh, there's nothing here. And then, and then like I went outside and there was a guy who had just like souped up his his like you know Datsun with a with a sound system, mm-hmm. and he wanted me to he wanted me to come look at it, and so I did. I was like, "Well, that's cool. Have a good night." <laughs> and then I walked away. And then I and then I'm, I, I'm I glad silently because that, that sounded sketch as fuck. <laughs> I know. Nothing else happened. Literally, okay. I was just like, "Well, I guess I lived life. I'll get back in my car and drive back home." And I don't remember what album I listened to on the drive home, but I vividly mm. remember listening to the Californication album on the drive out to the middle of nowhere. Oh my um, goodness! And that was. And, and I don't, and nothing else happened for the rest. And I, in my mind, that moment epitomizes like how shitty 1999 through 2002, like, yeah, that, that, that was right, right in the middle there. Where, yeah. I can imagine, man. Cause that like, you know, that, you, 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 like you said, you're, you're being told by the media and, and entertainment that like and, and TRL, the, I was, yeah, you're, you're the watching a lot of TRL. Go fuck some babes, man. You're not a man unless you go fuck some babes. And then like, you know, and, and, and that I probably, like, head. I probably immediately went like to the porn shop and rented a movie or something. I don't know. Cause uh-huh. there was no other way to get porn back in the day. So I yeah. had to go rent it from the shop. <laughs> so at least you can imagine yourself fucking some babes. Yeah. That was interesting. And <laughs> So that was that, that was the night that I I I wished never would have happened. Even though nothing happened, it was just that that was it. No, so, I I, I, Calif- com- 
I completely felt that story, dude. Because like I've, I've had those moments too. You know, not to make it about me or anything, but like I've had the, those moments too where I just felt aimless and felt like I'm not doing life correctly, right? And so part I, of me was like, I should probably go to a strip club. There's naked girls there, but by that point, I had already been to a strip club enough to know that I didn't want to go back to strip clubs anymore. Right. It's <laughs> like this is too depressing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. But where I, where I had to go to like rent the videos was at the the strip club. You just you did, but it was like separate. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, like I can't pay ten bucks to go inside, but I can pay three bucks to rent a video. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you Ooh, have to boy. like take that that walk of shame back before twelve p.m. the next day to take it back. <laughs> so, um, but yes, that was that was my my young adulthood, which was not a fun experience by any means. It got better in the, in the mid twenties. Right. Yeah. But, uh, not, not, and, and that's why when people like, I talk to these like 20 year olds are just like, my life sucks. Like, like, yeah, your life does suck and it's going to suck for a little while. You know why? Because you're 20 and it's yeah. supposed to suck. And we need to tell 20 year olds that that's, what's going to happen and you're going to be okay, but mm-hmm. it's going to suck. Stop listening to the media. Yeah, for some people, it takes a little while for life to get started, and that's perfectly fine. And I don't think that message gets um, gets shared enough. So that's a that's actually a great thing to share. Dear God, how long? How many hours have passed? Uh, Seven. Okay. (laughs) Where 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 are my children? (laughs) Oh, they're 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 graduating high school. It's been that long. (laughs) It's gonna get darker, Mike. Oh shit! Well. Well, here, here, look in, look into your Discord, man, and uh, check out this song that I'm sure that you love it. Can't love it. I'm sure that you love hearing me talk about. This is the song "Map the Streets" by Senses Fail. This comes off of their third album, "Life Is Not a Waiting Room." So, I talked about how 2014 was a rough year, right? Uh, let's yes. let's move on now to 2016. <laughs> Um, let's see. So I vividly remember if we're talking about memories here, um, I 20, so the event, so, okay. So I, I, I entered a serious relationship in 2015 and that didn't work out, uh, through, I'll admit it, no fault of my own, uh, in January, 2016. So January, 2016. I'm having trouble sleeping. I, I literally can't sleep. I, I like I'm, I'm I'm having like I'm, I'm I'm like shaking. I'm crying. Like I can't just I I can't shut my mind off enough to get some rest to go to work. I'm a fucking wreck, right? I can get like maybe two hours of sleep if I if I if I try. So I'm trying to think of like well besides drinking myself to death, like what's mm-hmm. another way that I can like you know make my body so tired that like I could I I, it, I I have no choice but to go to sleep so I decided like oh I'm gonna start going to the gym which is a healthy thing to do right I still go to the gym these days and it's, a, it's one of the best decisions I ever made in my life uh, but so that first week you could have or so, chose the, medical marijuana like everybody else no. I could have chosen medical marijuana you're right <laughs> let me go to the store now doctor, to the ma- doctor I have a problem it's not depression it's just insomnia yeah yeah it's not depression i'm just very sad all the time (laughs) let me go to the many dispensaries in my local town which of which there are many Uh, but anyway so like that first week um you know i'm getting the hang of like going to the gym and i i I, and even initially like i started going to the gym like to the to an unhealthy 
extent like two three times a week which doesn't sound unhealthy but like i was doing it for like two hours or so and just pushing myself to the to the brink of like exhaustion just so i can fucking go to sleep at night um and i remember one night or one day i i, I get to the gym i check in with my key card and then i get on the elliptical i think it is and i was like you know what I'm, I, I want to listen to some sad music, so I, I put on "Senses Fail" on my, on my on my music player, and I hit shuffle. And so I just want to listen to a bunch of "Senses Fail" songs on uh, just randomly. And then the song "Map the Streets" goes on. I'm maybe like six minutes into my workout at this point. I just started, like I just started sweating too. And then I hear this, I hear the words, "If I fall or trip back into love, I'm gonna bring a ladder and gloves so I can climb right back out if there's ever even a shred of doubt." And that fucking chorus hits. Who would want me anyway? I'm a lush of broken parts and paper mache. I have nothing left to give. I don't think I ever did. And I, no joke, I had like a mild panic attack. I got off the elliptical, <laughs> breathing very heavily. I go hide in the men's locker room. And I just like, like in a corner somewhere. Like where like minimal people can see me, like that 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 locker room was very small, and like I just like like I try to like breathe it out, breathe it out, and you would think like a smart person would be like, let me turn the song off. The song is still playing <laughs> oh, in my head. That chorus plays yeah, over and over again, constantly reminding myself I have nothing left long. to give. I don't have. I don't think I ever did. And then. Whoa. It's just, it's constantly reminding me like every single time I give my heart to somebody, it gets fucking ripped apart. What the fuck is wrong with me? Why does, why does nobody want what I have to give? What, why, why am I so fucking broken? And I had this fucking crisis in the men's locker room of a planet fitness. And I, and I, my, and when I had that realization, like my mind left my body for a second and I, saw myself sad and fucking pathetic sitting there crying like a baby not because my muscles were aching but because a song made me sad and a song made me and a song reminded me that the woman that i gave my heart to recently ripped it to fucking shreds and i don't understand why and uh so i just kind of sat there i don't know for how long because like my, my my headphones are still in i don't remember how many more songs were playing I just kind of went numb for a little for, for a little bit, and then I just then I just went to my locker, got my bag, and I went home and I cried for the rest of the night Jeez. until I was able to I don't somehow go back to sleep. I don't that that day was a whole fucking blur, dude. And, and like and like that was like one of my lowest moments of my life, man. Like just that that wallowing and like that's that that wallowing in the despair and like constantly hurting myself and telling myself that i wasn't worthy and like and just and like not not like in a not like in a self-pity sort of way just like that's just how i've believed that that's just what i believe that's just what i thought and 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 i used my last two relationships as like proof of that like the evidence is right there like nobody fucking wants me like why do i fucking try you know so i was just like so for a long time, like I was just resigning myself to just believing that like this was who I am. I'm just a fucking broken shell of a man. I'm just gonna continue living, and I'm, too, I'm still too cowardice to like take my own life. So I'm not gonna do that. So you know, I'm glad I didn't. Of course, and that was you know you show up at my house and remind us of that. 
weekly practically yep i'm sorry that i dragged <laughs> you was, into that man like i can't stop apologizing for like i mean all i all i could do was just agree with you that was it there was no point yeah. in like trying to fight you on it just no like, no but then so like true. to but then like it makes me sad too like thinking of how i was around the people who did love me and you know and i tried to bring them down with me like that's so fucked up and like you know it, it, it's not like i could we knew, could have done anything about it right so it's like we know. knew you'd come uh, we knew you'd come around mm-hmm. still waiting on that is, no, i'm just kidding <laughs> life is very long and you know all that good stuff so well screw yeah, you but it turns out life is a waiting room <laughs> that's right <laughs> and the, see the album goes even deeper even there you go we, five, we, we, five we, more years later we made it wow. we made it come all the way around to uh the album title <clears throat> man sorry okay. to bum you guys out so it, it this is what i'm saying maybe we should have gone happy sad happy sad. no dude we gotta fuck the listeners up this is okay. what they asked for <laughs> so this is gonna be a happy song oh no okay in a very unhappy moment of my life okay <laughs> and you're gonna like it so that's gonna be okay you'll nice you'll, you'll get along with this now there was a time in june of 2018 i don't know if you remember much about june of 2018 um <clears throat> talking about all your happy moments and everything um but for me june of 2018 into july of 2018 was not a pleasant time i don't know if you remember but a new life came into the uh the household here mm. um uh, you know, I, you, 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 you hear stories about like new lives coming in and people saying it's stressful and you're like, yeah, but maybe this time around, it'll be one of those happy times where everybody's like, oh my God, I totally like had a baby and it changed my entire life and my world I totally get it, dude. So I was like, okay, I'm holding out. Like, this is going to be the time. This is, it's going to happen. And you know, it just like slowly chips away chips away and at the same time i'm still being true to the podcast where i need to listen to music consistently and be reminded that um you know that i have a life and that maybe maybe things are going to be okay someday but in this moment things were not okay and this album hit during that time mm. and this song got stuck in my head on a loop what a, <laughs> and i what was a, just like <laughs> what a fucking juxtaposition dude oh my god and I was like, you know what? I hate this man more than most things right this now. This privileged because son of a bitch who will never like, experience what you experience. <laughs> never experience hardship. And like in this moment, I want to be experiencing what Brandon Urie is experiencing. Yes, this is High like, Hopes by oh. Panic the Disco, by the way. It's like, oh man, I just entered high school and things are so rough right now. But it's okay because my band just got signed before we played a single show. (laughs) But by the end of 10th grade, maybe I'll be on my way. And then, what, fucking 12 years later, he's still singing about, like, oh, I had had it really rough, guys. Like, I've been, like, this, like, I know big rock star for 12 years now but I'm i had some really talented <laughs> my my life is so tough so in staying being awake at two and three in the morning with an infant that would not stop making noise that pierces into the ever part the, the part of your brain that makes you want to kill and break things and throw things including infants um the piercing was there but at the same time this song got stuck in my head over and over and over again mm. and the two balancing out in my head 
of like, and me being so pissed off because I'm like, but I wanna, I wanna have high hopes for a new baby, but I did not have Oh man, that's rough. Then Mike goes on there and posts like, isn't this the greatest album of the year? And I was just like, no. Oh fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry I had fun with this album. <laughs> it's, okay, it's okay. That's not your fault. That's my fault. It's more more so Iris's fault, but it's it's not your fault. We can blame her. Yeah. I've met her. You, I've I've seen that look in her eye. I wanted to be there with you so hard, and you have that moment of like, wow, if the baby wasn't here, I would be having a whole different world experience right now. And I know that's just me and my brain of like, you know, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. But when you only sleep for like every, what was it? Like you sleep on and off every two to three hours. Mm-hmm. Your brain goes to weird, fun places that now whenever I hear this song, it always goes back to. And yesterday in, in our play, my daughter went into like she, she can she, she can play cry. And she hit that exact piercing note that I remember it so well oh, during her play, no. just in her play. And I was just like, oh, my God. I have to step out. (laughs) (laughs) You need to stop doing that right now. And and then she thinks it's a game, so she keeps on doing it. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like giggling. So I'm just like, I'm so glad I've come a long way in these three years. Oh my gosh, dude. It was was interesting. It was really interesting that she could go back to that exact sound. Oh, man. Don't let her know that that sound, like, hurts you, though. Because then (laughs) she's going to weaponize it. Oh yeah, that was the thing. Like as soon as I told her to stop, she was, she just kept on doing it. Oh fuck! So she knew. Oh, She's really fuck. good at picking up on what weaponizes me to want to hate her, which is oh, an interesting God. concept for a child. She's a very smart she child. It. That one. I know. It's like, oh, this annoys Daddy. I want to keep on doing it. Ha ha ha. Wow. So anyway, I don't. I was want not to expecting that song out. to show up in in the, <laughs> in, the, in the sad ones. It was a sad, sad moment of time. That's yeah. for sure. Well, that's it's past. Inter- it's interesting that you have this happy song that invokes sad memories for you, because uh, that's uh, that's what I got here from my my number one. Actually, um, oh. let me go ahead and share that with you, my friend. Uh, so, so this is the song, the title track off of one Dustin Kensrue's uh, debut solo album. This is all. This song. This song's called "Please Come Home." It's a it's a pleasant little country folksy jaunt about um about a father who's like worried about his son because his son kind of like took some of their money or whatever and like you know and used it to like gamble his you know you know, you know gamble his worries away drink to the nights you know drink to the morning comes and you know sleep with women and stuff like that but at the end of the day it's okay son when all that when, when all that is like dead and gone and you know, you've got it out of your system, essentially. Like, I'll be here waiting for you. And uh, the song... Ooh, I, don't, I don't recognize the vocals here at all. Who is this young man who's singing right now? I know. He sounds... I don't know It's so, who it's so weird is. how he sounds baby-based, right? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, wow. this came out in I know 2007. I've, I've, wow. I heard this album somewhere 11, 12, 13... But wow, that's that's interesting. I haven't listened to it in that long, probably. Yeah, it's a great album too. And if you want like kind of like a little folksy jam, like Dustin Kensrue's first solo album is is a is a, is a good one to go to. Even if you look at his little baby face here, like oh my god, who the fuck mm-hmm. is that kid? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, this so is the title children. track. Before before children, everybody. Before children. <laughs> before you children. Two could... After children. <laughs> You two were once a young man before. Oh children. yeah, yeah. I used to have like long, thick hair. 
uh, but uh, anyway, uh, but uh, so I, I don't remember exactly the moment this song turned into a sad song for me. But uh, I, I think if you understand the nature of what the song is about, I think you can kind of, um, I can kind of like know where I'm coming from for, with this. But like, I remember just like reading some bullshit, horseshit, bullying, mean-spirited thing that my dad would post on on the meta, on the metaverse, the Facebook metaverse, um, and. I remember, like, I was reading it and I was listening to this song, oddly enough, at the same time. And I got so fucking sad. Because, like, I realized this song is about a father who will love his son unconditionally, no matter what. No matter what stuff that he's gonna go through, you know, I'm in, I'll am i always be here waiting for you when you please come home, my son, you know. So I'll, I'll, I'll embrace you. You know, you can, talk, you can talk your worries away with me. Like, I'll... I'll be there for you, son. And like, I've never had like the best relationship with my dad, right? Like we've never been like super close, but then it fucking hit me that like, oh my God, I've never had a relationship with this man. I've never had a relationship with my father and it hurt, right? And like, and then like, I, you know, I, 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 I hear the, the picturesque words of this song and how he's just like waiting at the he's just, he's like waiting at the driveway waiting for to waiting to embrace his son again and like oh my god i bawled my eyes out i can't remember where i was it must have been in like at home on my phone or something or maybe i was at work i can't remember i can't remember i can't remember the moment i heard the song and saw some stupid bullshit propaganda that my dad to this day like he, and he's only gotten worse too that he that he posted online it's probably something racist about obama or something like that and just like realizing that like i don't have like a lick of respect for this man and like that's not what any child should say about their fucking father you know and it's, it's like, like this is as good as it's gonna get is right in this moment here yeah and that's so and like i have i i have to get my fatherly like bonding from like songs like this i have to get like you know i i, I have to get i have to get like s songs like this uh, from good fathers like that's where i get my relationship advice from i don't i, I i've never my dad's never given me like a lick of good advice you know something that a father i think you know you know D despite what your definition of what a man should be out there i think i think we should all agree that like fathers their one of their jobs is like to give advice to their chil children and like prepare them for life and um you know it's definitely what i do um in my life but um just the realization that like i i've never had a good relationship with my father and i can't count on my dad for anything and the and I was also mad at the song too. I was like, you know, how fucking dare you song? Like you, like you, you think you can just fucking like, not like I wasn't like serious about it, but like, I just felt like mad at this song, like to the point, like, I didn't want to listen to it. I was like, I was even telling myself, oh, this is a fucking bad song. It's fucking corny <laughs> bullshit, you know, but like, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful song about a father and his unconditional love for his son. And like, where, where was that for me? You know, I'm still waiting on that. <laughs> So, Still waiting, and that's yeah. okay. 
That's okay. You know, and, 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 you and found it in, in other, you found it in other people. I, I, I suppose. And like, you know, that's something that my wife always like compliments me on. Like, you know, and cause she sees it too. Like I, I haven't been on Facebook for like a couple of years now, but like she sees it too. And every now and then she'll compliment me and she'll be like, you know, it's really cool that like, you know, you know, she, she finds it very endearing and very, very uh, great that like, despite my upbringing with this man, like I didn't turn out like him. Like I don't, I don't parent, I don't parent my daughter the same way he parented me, you know? Okay. And I think that's like one of my, if you know, if you want to turn this back to something happy, like that's one of my greatest strengths, I think, is that like I didn't turn out that way. I didn't let him influence the way I parent. And uh, I guess that's what, you know, was also one of my greatest fears when Zoe was born is that like, I just don't want to be him. And I guess that's maybe the best thing that he's ever taught me, you know, <laughs> indirectly. Um, but yeah, this, this, this song, it, it, it always hits me hard. It's a happy song, but like it, it, I always get taken back to that moment. I, where I realized, like, I've always had a, I've always had, I've, I've always known that like, I wasn't close with my dad, but then I realized I never had a good father. And like, I never had that like relationship that you should have with a parent, you know, or with your, with your father specifically. So I don't know. This, this song just makes me very, very sad. And, uh, I hope it makes you listeners sad because uh, this is what you tuned in for. <laughs> and hopefully it helped us in Ken's room to be a better father himself. I hope so. Which, you know, he seems like such a really, I mean, we, we make jokes on this guy, but just based, you know, because of his voice and whatever, but like, and, and his lack of enthusiasm, most things, but like, no, but he, so, he so genuinely tired. seems like a very like well put together, well, you know, like very thoughtful man. And, you know, he, 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 he really cares about people and, not just people of his own faith. Like he, he, like he's one of the people of faith that like I look up to as a person of faith because like he doesn't shut anybody out. He wants to learn more about people of their faith. Like he has a whole podcast about this, like, you know, comparing and contrasting and stuff like that. I can't remember the name of it. So maybe look it up if you, if you want to, but yeah, he's, 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 he seems like a good dude. And like, um, he just made me really, really sad when he wrote this song, you know? I don't think oh, that two, was his intention. Two Dustin, yeah, two Dustin Kendra appearances on my list. Very cool. Man, interesting. All right, Mike. He knows how to run wanna, the gamut. Do you want to talk about sad parental figure discussions? Oh, no. Got, Is that what we got I got a doozy too? for you. Oh, I don't boy. know if I've ever told you this entire story. Okay. Um, now, in a weird way, like, I, you know, I could have definitely had some daddy issue kind of songs here, but... There's, there's very little music associated with myself and my father. Hmm. Um, the guy liked his, his Tina Turner. He liked his classical music. And that's all, that's all I remember. But I'm not going to be like, hey, Mike, check out this song by Tina Turner. Reminds <laughs> me of my dad. Like, no, that, that's not where I'm going. So I'm going death, Mike. I got to go death. Uh. Now, um, you know, somebody who could have been considered a, probably a better father figure to me uh, was um, my mom's partner after mm-hmm. she separated from Pam, but her name was Mari. Now mm-hmm. I know again, this was before you were born. So you didn't get to meet Mari, which is I know. another it's one great... of my, it, 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 I love everything about our relationship, Adam, but like one of the things I really wish I could have done was, was meet her because, you know, I mean, she's tattooed <sighs> on your arm too. And, you know, and uh, you know, and she seems like that she meant a, uh, she meant a whole was, lot to you, right? And she still stays she, with you to this day. 
she came into our lives in about 1993 ish at a very like, you know, peak awful period, you know, of being a 12, 13 year old kid. And like, I had been surrounded by a lot of adults who were not very pleasant people up until that point. And she showed up in all of her like Puerto Rican, uh, like, I don't know how to put it. She was just, you know, a happy, happy person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I hadn't been around a lot of happy adults in my life. So it was like, people were very drawn to her because of that. And, um, so she became friends with my mom and she would like house sit for us when we went out of town. And then there were times where my mom and Pam at the time would go out of town and she would house sit and I would stay home and she and her and I would hang out. And we we bond. Yeah. We call we would call it babysitting, but you know, it's not really babysitting when you're 12, 13 years old. She, she, she let me drive her car when I was Whoa, 13 years old. Oh, look at that. Naughty, <laughs> naughty. I know. We went around like the, the parking lots in UCR, just driving around in her car. And that was like the coolest experience. And we'd, you know, go eat McDonald's and go to movies and, and hang out and go to baseball games and fucking all cool, sorts dude. of things. And so when my mom and Pam broke up in 1994, I remember thinking like, man, if my mom ended up with somebody like Mari, that would be like the coolest thing ever. And then little did I know, apparently Mari had been like cruising my mom for quite some time. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's some ethics stuff around there, but you know what? Yeah. To, to, I mean, no, I she, mean, she waited, she wait, she did. She yeah, waited she did. until they separated. They weren't, they weren't <laughs> cheating. But as soon as she found out my mom was breaking up with somebody, she was just like, yo, so girl, let me slide into those DMS. <laughs> <laughs> she, she asked me like, would I be okay with that? Oh my like, gosh, she you know, did. That's fuck so yeah. fucking sweet, dude. <laughs> so like they, so they started dating and they developed a relationship in 1994 and she moved in later that year. And it was, you know, good times, but you know, I, granted teenager stuff came up during high school, but you know, that was like such a reversal of life that what had, what had been my previous 13 years at that point of being around cranky adults all the time. So it's just like, you know, you, you learn how like you, you can be a person, you can be an adult, but also like not be miserable all the time. And that was like a huge thing to, uh, to learn about life that I learned from her. So, um, you know, unfortunately she wasn't the healthiest person in the entire world. Mm. And, uh, by, by 2006, uh, she ended up catching the cancer and, uh, you know, shortly after, uh, Don and I got married, you know, like literally within a week of us getting married, she started having like really severe symptoms. Oh, that just fuck, like, was dude. Like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? The, the tests and doctors and things. And it took a long time, like, like six months or so to be like, okay, it's, it's cancer. And we're going to do the chemo treatments and all that stuff. And so we did all that. But uh, by October of 2006, obviously it mm-hmm. wasn't going to happen. So she passed away. October 28th of 2006. And, you know, Don and I had already moved out to San Bernardino by that point. Pretty much every other day we're driving back to my mom's house in Riverside mm-hmm. to like be there, you know, as soon as they kind of said like, it's not looking good. Right. And they sent her home on hospice. Um, and then, so I remember, let's see, October 28th was a Saturday. So we were there on October 27th and Mari was, you know, by this point, she was out of it. I mean, I know you've never experienced having to watch somebody pass away, but right. you know, for the last few days, they're like not 
they're not really talking. They're kind of just like in and out of this like weird state of sleep and trying to interact, but not able to interact and Mm -hmm. no energy and all that kind of stuff. So it was like, you're just kind of sitting there, not really sure what to do. Um, So at one point on the 27th, there was a bunch of people at my mom's house, you know, just neighbors and friends and stuff. And uh, like, like Mario just went in, like she just went into this like state of like trying to talk to us, trying to Mm -hmm. do something. Um, And we didn't know what was going on. She wasn't like in pain or anything, but you could tell she was trying to say something. And then out of nowhere, um, somebody put this song on in a way. I don't know how, because Mario was a big fan of this group. Um, And so out of nowhere, the song just like pops on in the midst of, You take your time if you need it, okay? So, um, yeah. So this song pops on. Good thing I'm not listening to it now because I haven't listened to it since 2006. That's fine. I'll, I'll, weird, I'll, I'll right? put it on just for myself. <laughs> this is uh, Three Hits by the Indigo Girls. Again, a song I had never heard before. A song that I knew like she was a fan of. I had been to see this band live. I went to see this band live with her a few years earlier, and I didn't know this song. But like, you know, oh, you didn't recognize moment, it at the time. No, like I was just like, no, they didn't play it because I would have remembered it because it oh, is okay. an, an intensely memorable song that, um, like, somebody put on. I don't know who. It was just out of nowhere. It just started playing <laughs> um, on the CD player, and I was just like, wow. The Indigo Girls. Mari's a huge fan of the Indigo Girls. This song is really fucking dope, and mm-hmm. I'd never listened to them. Like prior to that, I knew like a couple of their their big songs, but even though I had seen them live, I remember thinking like I don't know any songs that they're playing here. Um, and then like the rest of the album kind of slowly played out. This like the opening track of that album. I was like, man, that song fucking hit the moment. And we were pretty sure that she was gonna pass that night mm. on the 27th. And you know, then you you enter that weird phase by like one or two in the morning of like, should we go home or should we? the next day and kind of going through this process over again um and then she just you know stopped breathing yeah so um that was that night and i don't remember any other music being played except for that particular song and i didn't even know it was called i didn't even know it was called three hits until literally yesterday i thought it was called poetry in motion Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, why are there no songs called Poetry in Motion by the Indigo Girls? Yeah, I should probably you know, listen to this song for the first time in 15 years um, and, and get a feel for it. And then I was like, and that, so I had to like Google Google it. And like, oh, it's called Three Hits. Okay. And then I turned it on and I was just like, damn, this song's fucking cool. I've only heard it literally three times in my entire life. But the song is really, really good. Yeah, and even like you know, as you tell that story too, I'm listening to the music like very low in the background, and like there's an inherent like sadness to the song. Like musically, there's like undertones of sadness, like with the string elements and like like the, kind of like the low baritone voice that you know one of the singers is kind of singing in. It's like like I can just imagine you going through this, and then this like song comes on, and like this this would be like a hard this would be like a hard hitting song, you know. 
it very much fit that moment. That's yeah. for sure. And uh, yeah, I never really wanted to go back and listen to them since that time. But then, you know, after listening to this song, I was like, maybe they got some other good songs. I don't know. Mm. Maybe I, I should get into me some of this lesbian folk rock. <laughs> there I you might go. end up liking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, listeners, so you did this. The, What's wrong with you? The saddest moment of both of our lives. Moments. Yeah. yeah a lot of... We should, uh, go ahead. Oh, man. We should have done it backwards. Do these first, and then the happy. <laughs> I mean, I think the listeners like it when we're super sad, like as weird as that sounds. <laughs> but, uh, no, this was still like a very, like, you know, it, it, it was fun, but also a little lethargic to you know, go through the or cathartic to kind of go through these uh, moments again. And, you know, and it, it kind of shows the impact that music can have in our lives. Like even, you know, you listen to a particular song and it evokes a memory that not even, maybe sometimes the lyrics don't even like take you there. Right. Like, you know, for example, like Adam had a happy song that evokes a very painful memory. You know, I had right. the same thing. Like I had a, I had a happy song that evoked a sad memory. I had a sad song that evoked a happy memory. You know, and it's like, you know, that's, that's just the power of music. And, you know, when you're, when you love music as much as we do, as much as the listeners do, like it, it's like, it has this power over us. And, um, you know, even some of the, you know, go, go, go check out, a, go check out our discord too. And, um, you know, cause some of our listeners shared some very, um, emotional songs and like some big, uh, moments in their life too. And, you know, it's, 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 it's too much to kind of go through. Um, on this episode, so I just invite the listeners to go back and listen to some of them. But uh, yeah, man, this was this was this was fun. This was good. Yeah. I don't know why we haven't done this one sooner, but uh, hopefully we never have to do it again. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we never ever have to talk about our dumb feelings again because we're we're uh, the manliest bros, dude. Uh, <laughs> man, and I and I know like I've never like told you that whole story, but. Yeah, you still, you've told you know, me bits and pieces, not the whole thing. But uh, yeah. thank you for sharing that. I know that, was, that 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 sounded very painful for you to talk about. It was. It's always fun to relive every October twenty eighth. Yeah, you know, I can imagine to yeah. go through something like that. So you know, it's been fifteen years. A good chunk of time has passed. Yeah, and uh, it, and and I'm glad I listened to that. That's a really good song. Holy shit! For, yeah, like me I, who has I to, to listen to it again, I, just you know, without without the yeah. commentary. I know. So uh, I don't know if anything else from them is that great, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. There's no, there's no um, way to find out, apparently. Oh, well. <laughs> so tell us your sad, sad and happy happies. Yeah. Anybody else who didn't get around to it? I don't, I, I, did, did we even hear from Tom? I think we heard from Tom. Uh, I believe he did. I'm, I'm scrolling through kind of quickly, but um uh yeah actually he did he shared uh okay. one song still searching by census fail there's there's um uh there's that song more census fail we got the song right. blackout which is a dark song uh we have a, a you know a, a song coming out of uh you know depression he's got uh redeeming a monster by the, by the band broadway and, uh, mm-hmm. and a bonus song That's water right. by brand new because i was rocking that album when i met my wife so isn't that oh, like nice. fucking Weird how some music can just hit you in a way not intended, you know, the saddest fucking band in mm-hmm. the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Positive and, memories because he met his wife, you know. And even though there was that one that Dave mentioned, the I See Stars song. Yeah. Just happened to be playing in the background during. When he was about to break up with his girlfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just like, oh, man. I, 
yeah, and that's a terrible song too. So <laughs> it just like adds to the to the worseness of it. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's 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 to invoke like a terrible moment that's coming up, right? So he, mm-hmm. he has that to share. But yeah, we 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 want for those of you maybe if you, maybe if you've already shared, but you want to share a little bit more, yeah, go ahead and do so in the in in the in our Discord. We'd love to hear it, and uh, we'd love to listen to those songs as well. Uh, right now, we've kind of moved on to like one of some of our favorite album arts too, which is which is another fun topic. We're talking. About. I don't know. That's, that's something good. we can do um on a podcast being an audio no. medium at all no so that'll okay. be a, that'll be a discord exclusive so uh yeah i think that'll do it uh for this week's episode adam what do you think i think so what are we listening to this week coming up uh this week well it looks like we have adele with the number 30 and that's all i have for november 19th unless anybody else has anything to share I think um, there were some other albums too that some of the listeners recommended recommended that I haven't checked out yet, um, but I'll have I'm to gonna, go back in our Discord to check that out. I'm going to check out the Mayday Parade album. Oh, or that's EP, this week, right? Whatever it ends up being, yeah, yeah, and uh, and just getting back into the rest of the year. This has been a rough year to go back and listen to music. Yeah, or we are both in the in the throes of uh, revisiting all these albums of 2021. Adam, you are in September, right? Yes, I'm up yeah. to thrice right now, so I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I am currently in the albums of May, so um, you know that you know <laughs> early part of the year. What, what I am doing right now, since most of you were probably sitting there with your pen and paper, like I was during the Brian Fallon live stream, but he mentioned three albums that he was listening to oh. during the during the recording. That's right, he did of Sink or Swim, and I was nice enough to rewind those and write down the names yeah so i am enjoying my jaunt through mid aughts uh i guess heartland punk ish stuff so he mentioned the band the loved ones which is dave dave house's original band before he went solo and the album keep your heart from 2005 i've been listening to that has been fun. Apparently it's labeled under pop punk and I'm just like, this isn't pop punk at all, but <laughs> got to fix that. Um, you got to fix that in Wikipedia, Adam, you have the power. <laughs> I know. I know. So I, I'm kind of enjoying that one. They only have two albums before he went solo. So that's nice and brief. Um, the band Lucero. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I've heard that name around like all throughout my like music loving career, but I've never checked okay. them out. So apparently the Nobody's Darlings album was one that Brian Fallon was listening to. It's like number five out of 10 albums for that band. So I'm just like jumping in right, right in the middle. And I'm like, cool. this is, this is kind of scratching that heartland punk bone that we all have. Um, so that's been kind of interesting, very gravelly voiced song, you know, t- storytelling kind of stuff mm-hmm. with a punk edge. And then, um, Wolf Parade. I'm not so sure about this one. Wolf you mentioned Parade. The album. Okay. They're a Canadian kind of indie rock band with their 2005 album Apologies to the Queen Mary, which was brought up on the live stream. This is a weird album. I'm not going to say I'm enjoying this one yet. It's got, I've never listened to Modest Mouse, but it feels like what I would think a Modest Mouse album would sound like. Yeah, but then like, and then like throwing in weird things that you're like, oh, I've I've heard 
this little thing on a later Brian Fallon album, like in a weird way. So like a, like, like, a, like a bit of inspiration or something. Yeah. And an homage that like you, so you hear those kind of familiarities, but it sounds nothing like the Brian Fallon version, but it's still like a weird connection in a weird way. So I can't really say I'm going to enjoy this one, but the other two I've been enjoying so far. Hey, you're just checking out a couple of albums. You're not going to dive into their discographies or anything, right? Probably not, but yeah. I, I might listen to the the other the loved ones album since there's only one other one to go through. It. Yeah, sure. I like That's this not... Dave, Dave House guy. We we really liked Bury Me in Philly. Yeah, he it, opened up for Brian ago. Fallon in one of those shows that we went to. No, not for us. Just on the East Coast, but oh, somebody that recommended. Right? Somebody recommended us. Oh, that's right. On Facebook, we got a message. That's right. Right. I think it was 2018. It was a while ago. Yeah. And I think even so, Dave House was like, hey, thanks for the shout out on on your episode or whatever on Facebook. And because we tagged him on Sammy Facebook. That was Sammy K. That was Sammy Oh, Sammy K. K. Damn it. All right. Sorry. Well, anyway, he, <laughs> I think he was the one who opened for us, for, for Brian Fallon, right? Mm, I don't even I know what remember. fucking memories are, dude. No, I know. <laughs> Anyway, I can't remember who who opened for him for that show. It was that guy? Yeah, it was another singer songwriter guy. <laughs> Got to listen to that 2018 episode again. Yep. So, um, but yes, those, that's what I'm listening to. I'm enjoying it. I think those of us who enjoy Brian Fallon would probably enjoy those albums as well. Very so cool, dude. Kind of so, but, like we mentioned uh, the last couple of weeks, we are winding down the skinny with Mike and Adam for the year. Uh, we got maybe a couple more episodes to go for November before we do our big year-end celebration. Um, I think maybe next week, maybe we should do like kind of a 2021 recap. Adam, what do you think? Take the, take take the, and then take Thanksgiving off. That would probably be okay, though. I'll be available. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll plan on doing that for next week's episode. Uh, just a nice little recap of the year for our personal lives, of course. We already, and then you know, we'll talk we'll talk music, of course, as well. We'll take Thanksgiving off, and then uh, we'll meet you guys back again in December for the first of many year-end celebration episodes. I look forward to it. Uh, these are always like my favorite time of the year to record these types of episodes. These are always fun and they're always exciting to also hear all of our listeners, you know, uh, share their thoughts as well. Uh, again, stay tuned to uh, Discord if you want to participate in the year end episodes. We'll be reading out your lists as well and we'll give you guys the cutoff date. And uh, Adam, once we're done with this episode, I'm going to share with you some ideas I have for next year's draft, baby. Okay. Okay. So it sounds good. So for my co-host, Adam, I am your co-host, Mike. And, you know, before before we end out here, I always want to thank you guys for checking out this week's episode. We always enjoy having you listen to us. And uh, thank you for taking some time out of your week to uh, hang out with us for a little bit. So, you know, it means a lot to us. And that's why we do the episodes is because that's literally the only reason they they cut off our advertising money. So we're not even making money on these, <laughs> but we do legitimately enjoy doing this for you guys. So thank you for spending some time with us. So for my co-host, Adam, I'm your co-host, Mike. And, uh, you know, like we say, when we are walloping in despair in the corner of the planet fitness men's locker room, you need a spot, bro. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I got it, bro. Bro, I think he needs a spot. I think somebody needs to spot this guy. I think he, I think he dropped something on him, man. Four hundred pound squat, man. He's crying. He didn't make it. 